listening to the Fantasy Alarm DFS NBA podcast with host John Pimba and James Grandey. What's going on, FA Nation? John Pemby here with James Grande, bringing you the Fantasy Alarm NBA DFS podcast here, previewing Monday's eight-game main slate. This is our first look podcast. You'll get our initial reactions to all the matchups, prices, position changes, you name it. Uh, James, it was a pretty good weekend here at, with the FA family, uh, ready to continue it on into the week. Yeah, it definitely was a good weekend um, for all our subscribers, for you personally, for me personally, for Sean as well. So, um let's keep it rolling a nice little eight gamer i think you and i both agree this is kind of like right in the wheelhouse for us so um definitely like it and, and it's good john we have a lot of injury news already which is i feel like has been kind of rare like we every slate we get lebron and anthony davis questionable right. until like an hour into the slate so just seeing news that we already have is is uh kind of refreshing it's nice to see it, and this is also sort of like the era of COVID where we're getting a lot right. of uh, players, like, ruled out ahead of time due to, uh, you know, close contact or quarantine issues. So uh, getting those status updates also is nice. But, yeah, like you said, you know, we do have some uh, notices already on guys. You know, Giannis did not play the other night against Cleveland, but he's probable to play against Orlando. Uh, Russell Westbrook already ruled out. Uh, Bradley Beal, who was out of the last game due to contact tracing, is going to be active for this game against Phoenix. Joel Embiid, who missed the other day, is probable uh, due to uh, a back injury, but he missed the other day. He's going to be good here for Atlanta. Ben Simmons already ruled out um, for that game with the knee. We know John Morant. We know Porzingis. Uh, Tobias Harris is going to be uh, ruled out due to the uh, safety protocols there. Uh, with COVID-19. Colin Sexton's going to be questionable uh, with an ankle. He has missed the last two games. Rashawn Holmes missed the other night due to an ankle injury. He, too, questionable. Darius Garland already ruled out with a shoulder. Uh, we have Steven Adams here uh, questionable with migraines. We'll have to see exactly how that one plays out for him against Dallas. Thomas Bryant's out for the year after tearing his ACL. Uh, Robin Lopez, uh, Mortz Wagner are going to have some Increased value there. Alec Burks already ruled out. Kevin Love, we know, has been out for a while. Uh, Shake Milton out due to COVID-19. Evan Fournier continues to be questionable with the back. That's caused him to miss the last four or five games. Uh, Buddy Heald's questionable with an ankle. Kevin Horder <laughs> is probable with an ankle injury. Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith is out due to COVID. Uh, Justice Winslow is out with the hip still, but apparently close to coming back. If you look at that note there, Seth Curry out due to COVID, Josh Richardson out due to COVID, uh, John Conkers out with an ankle, Cody Zeller we know is still out with the hand, uh, Maxi Cleaver out due to COVID. Let's see, am I missing anybody else? Jalen Brunson out due to COVID, Rajon Rondo, a knee, uh, Obi Tobin still out with the calf, Kevin Porter still out due to personal reasons. Anybody else am I missing? Uh, Michael Carter Williams still out with the foot. Cameron Payne, I think, is he doubtful? Yep, doubtful with the ankle injury for Cameron Payne. Deladova still out with a concussion. Bogdan Bogdanovich out with his knee injury. Frankie Smokes out with the knee injury. Uh, anybody else here? I think that's it. Was that was that enough? Was that should I go I, more? I did hear a lineup note though that I found interesting. What did you label Kristaps Porzingis as, John? Did you say out? Because as of 
five minutes ago, Chris Epps listed questionable. For wow. Well, look at that. Yeah. You know, they haven't updated uh, this yet. Still showed him as out. Uh, the most recent update on him, at least looking at FanDuel, update your notes, man, uh, was on January 6th. Did say he could be back within the next seven to 10 days. Obviously, that was four days ago. So we're nearing that potential timetable. Um, you know, Carlos, as we're talking sometime in the next week, week and a half, if things continue to go well, uh, they could certainly use him being out. Kleber and Dorian Finney-Smith, they're, they're a little light in their front court. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see exactly how that ends up playing out. But those are the big injury news of this slate. As we mentioned, it is plentiful, and I am sure there'll be plenty of more injury news breaking tomorrow as we go. And, James, the unfortunate thing about all of that injury news and, and questionableness is we don't have many spreads or totals available to us here recording on Sunday evening. Uh, what we do have is the Knicks on a back-to-back against Charlotte at 211 game total there. Four-and-a-half-point favorites are Charlotte. Uh, we have the Pacers and Kings at a 228 game total. Kings are getting four points. Sacramento's been getting blown out a lot lately, though. Uh, could be a tough one to trust uh, the Pacers there. Uh, and then our late-night hammer game also along with Pacers, Sacramento. Toronto-Portland, which I think is going to be a very stackable game. Toronto is on the back-to-back here. Uh, interesting line note, of course, as you're all aware as you're listening to this, uh, with Siakam starting at the center position uh, Sunday night there uh, against the Warriors with Norman Powell in the starting lineup. Uh, they're going up against Portland, 233 game total. Portland is a four-point favorite. So uh, interesting lineup note for that one. Uh, like we said, other matchups that we don't have spreads yet, Memphis, Cleveland, Phoenix, Washington, Milwaukee, Orlando, Philadelphia, Atlanta, New Orleans, Dallas, uh, round out the slate there. Um, but, James, let's jump into it. Let's start off at the point guard position. We have Luka Doncic here uh, against New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, went for 50 against uh, Orlando the other day. He's 11-5 on FanDuel, 11-3 on DraftKings. Um, you know, looking at top price plays on the slate, uh, you know, it's him. It's Giannis up over 10K on on DraftKings, uh, on FanDuel. Uh, he, I think he's also the highest, uh, yeah, highest price player. It's him, Giannis, and Beal over 10K on FanDuel. Um, yeah, what's your take on Luca in this spot here? Um, I don't necessarily love this spot. I think there's a lot of really good spots in this slate, and Luca's obviously always in play. Um, I don't think Porzingis really impacts him here because even if Porzingis plays, it's going to be an unlimited capacity. Um, 11-3 is very expensive. Didn't really, I mean, just barely paid off 5x, 5.5x um, against Orlando. Um, Luca's fine. I, 11-3 is just getting up there for me. But uh, we're talking about a guy that's gone for 70 in two of his last three. So he's, he's fine. 11-3 is just, it's going to be tough to get someone like Bradley Beal, who's 99, and Luca, And obviously saving $1,400 does a lot for your lineup on DraftKings. Yeah, it sure, certainly does. Uh, you know, on this lady is one of the few that can, um, you know, go for seventy. But go for seventy, yeah. You know that that's that's the there real. is a lot of value. I, I will say that because we do have a lot of injuries, so it could be stars and scrubby on Monday. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, take that for what it's worth. So, if, if we're not going Luca, I guess you know where where are you looking? I guess 
in this top half of the of the point guard position. Uh, worth noting, <sighs> FanDuel has Fred VanVleet yep. and Kyle Lowry listed as point guards. Yeah, it was the same on. Um, they made that swap for tonight slate or for um, yeah. sun, the Sunday About slate. That, yeah. So I would go honestly look at both of them. To be perfectly honest, um, both are priced the exact same way they were on DraftKings. Van Vliet was 85, Lowry was 82. It's the same exact thing. I would go back to the well there. Um, I think Malcolm Brogdon continues to just... Right? Even in like a bad game script against Phoenix, he was really good. You know, Phoenix... Shooting 7 of 21. Yeah, slowest paced team in in the NBA by far are the Phoenix Suns. And Brogdon still played, well, there's an overtime game there, but 39 minutes and gave you 40 fantasy points. Well, he plays, regardless of overtime, he plays, he's played 39 or more minutes in four straight games. So um, it's really, really hard not to love this matchup. It's the best matchup on the board for point guards. So um, I think, like, if I'm not going Luka, I would probably start with one of the Toronto guys or Brogdon, and I'd probably put Brogdon over both the Toronto guys. Uh, so I definitely love the matchup better, uh, for, well, I feel like I like the matchup better for Brogdon. Cause like we said, it's a great matchup against Sierra Fox. Uh, we know the point total is, is high here. It's one of the ninth and ninth in pace. Yeah. Nineteenth. So a nice pace up spot as well. I just wary about the blowout. Like we said, the Kings have been getting smashed lately. Maybe, uh, maybe it's just it's better one they're home and two they're not on a back-to-back because they didn't get blown out two nights ago and then they got blown out on the second leg of a back-to-back. Sure, that's true. Um, either way, it's it's just a really good spot for them. On FanDuel, you're lucky enough to get to, get to play two. Uh, on DraftKings, I think you can play three. You can use them as a guard, a point guard, and mm-hmm. a utility. So uh, awesome spots there. Uh, LaMelo Ball, I think, is the real story uh, to discuss here. Lamella yeah. up over 7K now on both sites. It's the Knicks, Alfred Payton defense, Austin Rivers, however you want to go here. He, he's legit. <laughs> like he's, <laughs> He is unbelievable. Uh, the minutes were there in a, in a close game, 31 minutes. Uh, you know, that was a little bit of our worry in prior games where he got a lot of run and blowouts. But uh, he was now officially the youngest player to ever record a triple-double. Uh, he's flirted with a triple double a lot this year. Uh, could I just he was assist shy doing it the game before uh, against his brother? Uh, but I mean, seven K feels too cheap on DraftKings for a guy putting up the numbers that he's doing right now. No, it's too cheap. It's too cheap. We're getting. I mean, like, what's the difference between his and Luca's line from the other day? Lamelo actually outscored Luca the other day. Right. So. And we're getting a 4K discount. Now, I'm not comparing the two. I'm just saying if this is the type of production we're going to get for someone at 7K, it's a no-brainer. It's just it's just a no-brainer. And yeah. he's shooting well, and it's yeah. just, just a no-brainer. He came into the league, and I, and I said this from day one when he was drafted, you know, when people were rightfully skeptical about, you know, LaMelo and his path to the NBA. You blame his father for a lot of that, basically <laughs> – causing him to lose college eligibility, creating a fake team in Israel for him to play on, sending him to New Zealand, I think it was, where or Australia he was playing in, where like it was one of the like a bad team where he was, you know, 
basically allowed to be the best player there. And, you know, this was a big step on the competition. People weren't really, you know, ready to believe in him. But I said from the very beginning, LaMelo was always the best ball from yeah. all the way in his days and early days in high school. Um, he was he was the guy. Um, and he's looked every bit of it. He's been a better shooter than Lonzo had been since when he entered the league. Uh, and he's got that length and size that we, we really liked about him. And he's he's filling up the the box score. So um, I agree with you. Lamelo is just a fantastic option here. Uh, he is up to seventy four hundred on Fanduel, just seven k on DraftKings. Um, I think you can definitely go ahead and play him. What's your take with De'Aaron Fox and his injury? You know he's been limited now. Uh, I think it was a hamstring that he dealt with. Um, you know he's priced down to seventy three hundred dollars on Fanduel, which is very cheap for De'Aaron Fox. Um, on DraftKings, Fox is 79. Yes, I know it's the Pacers and Brogdon is a decent defender here. But if we find out there's no limitations or maybe he was even limited due to blowouts in those games, yep. I mean, we're getting a discount on De'Aaron Fox here. Yeah, I think the I think the um, Fandle price is more appealing because I'd rather just spend $400 more for Brogdon on DK or $300 more for Lowry or just – go down and save $900 to LaMelo. So yep. I like the price way more on FanDuel. Yeah, 73 just seems a little unfair. Um, cheap, or rather, uh, if we end up getting in that direction. Uh, other guys in this mid-tier, we have Terry Rozier. Um, Tyus Jones continues to hold his own at the point guard position, even with Melton back. He had a 40 fantasy point game against Brooklyn. Uh, we do have Lonzo uh, up against Dallas, You know, kind of trending down, not really a big fan of his. Um, I guess that's really it for that mid-tier. I mean, the next guy I would look at after Tyus, and again, I'm looking at FanDuel. So you have Rozier at 67, you have Tyus at 59, then you have Melton at 46. I, I, Melton's played really well, you know, low 20s minutes the last two games, uh, you know, on a slate where we're, we're looking to see where value could be. Uh, you know, someone like him certainly jumps out against Cleveland. Yeah, he's still $3,800 on DraftKings, so... But- yeah, that, um, that's unfair. He's going to be very chalky, as he should be, because that the twenty-two minutes were twenty-one and twenty-two minutes were on a back-to-back. So now he's had a day off. Um, I think we're going to see those minutes creep up to twenty-four, twenty-five-ish. Um, so yeah, give me all the Melton um, that we can get, please, uh, because I'm I'm in. I'm definitely not going to pay six K for Ty Jones. I get the the forty the forty. Sure. game that he had but i don't buy that and also i just quick interesting note number one defensive rated in terms of defensive rating this year john cleveland so um, they ha- i have seen that i have seen that they've been decent um but they're missing both their guards so they like- are missing both their guards but i mean starting dotson could be a length problem for tyus jones not that we're like relying on Tyus Jones to give us like all these points, but sure. Um, Damian Dotson is a different defender considering he's like six, five. So um, maybe he gives Tyus a little problem. Um, I'd rather just save $2,200 and go down and um, play D'Anthony Melton. Yeah. Uh, a couple other value guards here. Um, Jalen Brunson still ruled out. We know Richardson, I believe is also out still, right? Uh, yeah, I think they ruled yeah. him out. Yeah, they did. So Brunson, not Brunson, Burke is still $4,500 on both sides. Obviously, he's not 3K like he was the other day. 
Um, he's 45, and then um, Ish Smith is 4,300. He played more minutes than NATO did the other day. Um, you know, it could be time where Ish starts at point guard. I mean, I always felt like Ish was the better player anyways, and NATO had a nice little run there. But if we want scoring, I think Ish is the way to go. Um, thoughts on some value options there. So I'm not going to play either of those guys okay. because I'm going to play Tyrese Maxey, who um, went yeah. off for 39 actual against Denver, and there's going to be no Ben Simmons. Yeah, that's true. There is going to be Embiid, though. There is going to be Embiid, but there's going to be no Curry, no Milton, no Simmons. So Simmons, Curry, Milton, Tobias Harris, all ruled out. So we have Maxi, and then we have someone named Isaiah Joe. Never trust a guy with two first names. <laughs> and then Dakota Mathias, who played 41 minutes, but he won't probably be asked to play that much because we have Danny Green. But Danny Green was asked to like just like look at the rotation, right, John? Yeah. They have one active point guard in Maxi. They have three guys for their wings. Matthias, Joe, and Green. And then they have something called the Paul Reed, an injured Mike Scott. Mike Scott's upgraded a probable already for this game. So a banged up Mike Scott who hasn't played extend run. And then Dwight Embiid, Tony Bradley. Like they're going to Maxi has to play here. And it's yeah. Atlanta. So I, I don't want those listening thinking that I neglected Maxi. It's that FanDuel has him as a shooting guard. No way. He's literally – he was drafted as a point guard. <laughs> <laughs> so so that is why he wasn't on my screen. I'm, vision, I'm or else sorry. I would have I'm sorry for you. Brought him, no, 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 no. You're, you're dead on. He's $4,700 on DraftKings, lock and load. He's going to be maybe one of the highest owned players on the slate. You know? But FanDuel does have him as a shooting guard, so – uh, that's a travesty. Yeah. yeah, so that's why I uh, I missed. Um, interesting to note, uh, Jerome Robinson also lists as a point guard on FanDuel. <laughs> he started Ish- at small forward. Ish Smith, Nato, and Robinson all point guards on FanDuel. So keep it up the good work there. FanDuel, would you choose? Thought- would you go Ish of the three? Uh, I would go whoever started between Robinson and Ish. Robinson's good. He only played 23 minutes because um, because Garrison Matthews. I think that's is, did I yep. have that name right? Yep. Yeah, right. And uh, so did Denny. Denny had a huge game. Um, they all played like well, Denny played 30, but Matt Matthews and and Robinson and and Brown all played like 22 minutes. Um, again, that was without Beal, so they're going to need a point guard and not you know an entire front right. backcourt rather, but. Right. Um, I mean, they they liked Robinson a lot at the end of last year. They played him a ton. Yeah, they did. Um, so yeah, it'll be did. interesting to see that rotation. Um, over at shooting guard, we do have Bradley Beal here against Phoenix. Again, the one thing about this matchup is the pace. It, it is a yeah. pace down spot. It, it's the number one pace team in Washington versus the 30th pace team in Phoenix. So play the Suns and scale back maybe Beal's production, kind of, maybe. Like, you know, if they're going to play a half-court game and slow it down, but he's still going to take 25 shots, like, you know, what's the expectation there? I don't want to fade Bradley Beal with the way he's played. I mean, we're talking about a guy who scored 101 points 
in two games. I'm I'm having a hard time fading Bradley Beal here, even in a slow in a slow paced uh, affair. Because I get it, I get the pace down spot, and it's not a spot that we like want to avoid. But I'm gonna have shares of Bradley Beal if I'm multi-entering. Um, you can play him in cash. You just hope Washington stays close, which they did for most of that game uh, against Miami. They kept that. My I don't know how Washington kept it close, but they kept it close without Beal and, and uh, Westbrook. They kept close because Denny went nuts. Because Denny went nuts, right? And and Mo Wagner, those yeah. those guys were going crazy. Um, right. So yeah, I I think Beal's fine for all formats, and I'm gonna definitely I'm gonna definitely have some exposure. Um, someone that I wish I played instead of Dame Lillard last night was uh, CJ <laughs> McCollum. Uh, McCollum, I mean, listen, I love CJ McCollum for my cash games. I've been saying it now for like three years. But this season, more than ever, he's giving you GBP pop. He's gone for 60 once. He's gone for 53 times, 40 a handful of times. Is this a matchup against Toronto where you think McCollum could, you know, present that type of upside again? Yeah, um, I do. And we're getting defensive metrics from McCollum. I mean, four of the last five games, he's got us two or more steals. And he's scoring a whole boatload of points, too, averaging 28 per game uh, this year, which is more than Lillard. He's actually averaging more actual points than Damian Lillard this year. So, yeah, I'll go to McCollum. I always gravitate towards Dame. Always. Like, that. I've always gravitated towards him. Uh, but like you said, this is this is different. This this year is definitely different. And, uh, right now, CJ McCollum is kind of the, the A side of this backcourt. We've been pretty against playing Devin Booker this season, but this is the pace of spots of pace of spots for him. And, you know, one of our major complaints out of him had been the lack of secondary production. And three of the last four games, he's given us at least six assists. He's got two steals in each of the last two games. uh, And he's scored at least 20 actual points in all but one game this season. So, you know, if he's going to give us, 25 five and two steals on an average basis of, of late <clears throat> then in this pace up spot we would think that there's a higher you know floor for them right yeah this is the spot john this is finally the spot i think we can we can deploy booker at least we've seen a couple 40 40 point outings out of him too so um hasn't shown like Tremendous upside. I, I still don't think I like it on fan, on DraftKings at seventy nine. What's he on Fanduel? Only, I mean, it's seventy six. It's not a ton difference, but like, it feels a lot different. As you get closer to AK, I like cringe a little bit more <laughs> yeah. at paying Devin Booker. So, like him being seventy six, I'm like, all right, like mid seven Ks. You know, at five X, there I need thirty eight fantasy points. Like he could get me thirty eight, I guess. Like. And this spot, if he doesn't, it's like shunned till he's under seven for me. So uh, fair, I'm with you. I'll, I'll we'll both uh we'll pull, we'll both take the trip down Devin Booker Lane, and uh, we can shun him together. Okay, uh, below Booker is our boy Victor Oladipo, mm-hmm. seven thousand dollars on Fanduel, uh, sixty nine hundred. Oh man, how do you how do you not play Victor Oladipo at sixty nine hundred dollars? Yeah, he just needs to make shots. Like, look at these lines. Like, everything is there for him to put up 50. Everything. Yeah. Yep. But he's just not making shots. Like, three of the last four, he's been 33% or worse. He's it, just... The I shots... played him that, that game against the Knicks where he went three for 16. 
Yep. Like he too. went three for 16 and still finished with almost 34 DraftKings points because he went eight for 11 from the line, seven rebounds, three assists, a block, a steal. Like he grinded his way to mid 30s production. Yeah. He's done that almost all season. He has grinded his way to averaging 37 fantasy points per game because he is shooting uh, on the year just 42% from the field. Uh, he is shooting 39% from three, which I, I feel like hasn't always been part of his game. Mm-mm. Um, I'm going to confirm that right now, but I feel like I don't remember him being a good three-point shooter. He's 35% for his career, so he's shooting a little bit above. So last year, he only shot 31% from three, so that's probably why I remember him last being... Last year, scratch last year, compl- last year yeah. was like such a bad year altogether. Yeah, so maybe that's why I remembered him just being bad from three, but almost 40% this year, it's a career high um, you know, mark that he's currently uh, taking, and he's taking more threes than ever. So we're right, like... I think core plays tomorrow, and I know neither of you are on the playbook. Uh, so, Sean, if you're listening to this, uh, Victor Oladipo should be a core play for you uh, tomorrow <laughs> when we're doing the content. So, um, yeah, that, that 6900 is a great price. 7000 on FanDuel, great price. Yeah, I don't really have much to add. I'm totally in on Victor Oladipo against the Kings. <laughs> uh, next tier here for us, we have uh, you know, Colin Sexton's down to 6900 against Memphis. We'll have to wait and see if he – plays or not. Uh, Dylan Brooks down to $5,900 on FanDuel. Uh, my boy Devontae Graham uh, losing, uh, not losing minutes <laughs> rather, still missing shots is what I meant to say. Yeah. Um, and, and missing shots at a, a ridiculous rate. I don't know how he's he hasn't actually lost his job yet. Um, in fact, he actually got a price bump up against here against the Knicks. But I mean, one for six shooting and he still got you 28 fantasy points because he went nine, five, seven, and two steals. <laughs> I mean, one of these days, James, he's going to hit the shots. He's going to go for 50. Uh, I just don't know what day that's going to be. It'll probably be a day he's not in my lineup as a single lineup player. Um, Halliburton was a big disappointment the other day. Um, yep. You know, I know he I know he got late run to get into 26 fantasy points. So like, he wasn't a miss on value, but... We expected a larger production out of him with a limited uh, Fox with him in the starting lineup. He gave you 12, 2, and 8. Um, still only $5,400 on FanDuel. DraftKings Halliburton is priced up to $6,200. Yeah, it's a little, little too steep for me. But 54 on FanDuel. 54 on FanDuel is definitely good. But like 62 around the range of like Tim Hardaway, who went nuts. I think he's a small forward on DK, but. Um, I think there's yeah, just Hardaway is a small forward. Or Fandle, sorry. I think I don't think I can get behind sixty-two. Your Dylan Brooks is sixty-three. You know, yeah. um, and then there's some guys below I'd rather play. So like, I'd get my exposure on Fandle to Halliburton. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, you mentioned already the Maxi. He's fifty-two on Fandle. Damian Dotson fifty-two on Fandle. Norman Powell is only forty-eight hundred. We'll have to wait and see if he's still in the starting lineup here against Portland. But that's a great spot for him. Uh, if that ends up being the case, um, Garrison Jimmy Matthews Dotson, still under 5k on DraftKings. Really? He's put for 40. Are they not paying attention? Um, I guess he is dependent on uh, on Sexton sitting though. So uh, is he though? Like he could just start over Seti. Yeah, he could. I guess we'll have to wait and see. They played a Coro the other day. Um, I think he could just start over a Coro too, who has sucked uh, when he's been playing. Yeah, those are facts. Those are facts. I agree with you. 
Um, all right, let's go. That's probably it for any other. No one else jumping out for your shooting guard. No one's really here. Kevin Horder, maybe 4,900. Yeah, I like Kevin Horder, uh, especially with Bogdan Bogdan out for a long time. Uh, he played over 30 minutes. He just couldn't make a shot. He did a lot. He just didn't make shots. Uh, Danny Green, um, he's going to play a boatload of minutes. He oh, took 17 shots. Danny Green's yeah. a small forward, of course, on fan. What? Okay. Um, then uh, maybe yeah, this. You're not wrong. You're Maybe wrong. this Matthias guy played 41 minutes. Again, they have three wings. They have literally like three active wings. So someone named Joe played 44 minutes. He took 18 shots. And someone named Matthias took 13 shots and played 41 minutes. Um, I think the good thing is they play Atlanta. So I think we could possibly get behind some of this. Isaiah Joe is a point guard on FanDuel. Is it? <laughs> Oh, man. So Isaiah Joe and Maxi are switched on the websites. Right. And Dakota Matthias is a shooting guard. He is a shooting guard here on... Uh... So I think, like, one of these dudes can be something. Yep. I won't, I won't argue too much with you there. Uh, small forward. Um, sure, there's Brandon Ingram. There's Gordon Hayward. There's even Chris Middleton. There's R.J. Barrett. But there's also DeAndre Hunter, James. And DeAndre Hunter is $6,300 on FanDuel, and he is $6,200 on DraftKings. He's finally getting a little bit more respect, but not enough respect. Because still at $6,200, the way he's been playing lately, we're getting 6-plus X return on his upside. And as we've mentioned already about eight times, they're facing a Philadelphia team that has absolutely nobody. I think you and I could probably go out there and get some jerseys and play on them. Um you know, maybe we're worried about a blowout. I don't know, but DeAndre Hunter continues just being a lead play. I don't think we should worry about a blowout. Like, obviously, we don't know how well these dudes are going to hang up. And plus, they could just slowly pace down. Like, they only lost by 12 to Denver. And, like, they could just throw it into Embiid and, and slow this game, like, down tremendously. So, yeah, I'm definitely down with DeAndre Hunter. And I think Sands... Bogdan Bogdanovich helps just keep him on the floor. Like, he's just never going to come off the floor uh, now that Bogdanovich is out uh, 34-plus minutes in three straight games. I mean, like you said, put some respect on this man's name. 35 fantasy points per game over his last five. He, he's he been tremendous. Yeah, and, and, and until this game, he was under 6K for all of those games. So uh, keep on riding him. He's been, he's been great for us. Uh, just a, such a strong play. Uh, FanDuel, Tim Hardaway Jr., $5,800 here, um, coming off a 40-point game against Orlando. Uh, two nights against Houston, he had 30 actual scoring there as well. Like He's popping off, and they, they don't have much else out there, so you're getting Hardaway an extreme discount on FanDuel at under 6 k uh, On DraftKings, you mentioned him a little bit, but Hardaway is priced out at 67 Uh Obviously a little bit more expensive there, but you know, what are your thoughts here on paying up for Hardaway on DraftKings or taking the value, especially on FanDuel? I mean, it's a tournament play, always. Tim Hardaway is straight up a tournament play. There is no chance I play him in cash, but uh, he's hit eight threes in two of his last three games, and streaky shooters are streaky shooters. He's gone for 30 actual in two of the last three. I mean, and we know Dallas is depleted, so um, I can get behind Hardaway. I obviously prefer the price on Fandle, but, I mean, an extra four points we've gotten twice now 
just from make made threes on DraftKings. So um, the value is definitely there. But ultimately, like, I'd probably spend elsewhere. Just, like, it's very hard to stomach 6,700 for Tim Hardaway Jr. Yeah. Uh, your boy, Mikel Bridges. Yeah. What, what got into him yesterday? Uh, again, recording here Sunday night. He had uh, 34 actual points uh, in 35 minutes against the Pacers the other day. Uh, a career high in scoring. Um, never once did I ever expect him <laughs> to go off like this. But he's having a career year this year just in general. Like, we've talked to him a bunch of times. He's been in our playbooks. We've played him. We've recommended you playing him. Um, but I didn't think that he had that type of upside. He went 12 for 18 from the floor, 6 of 8 from 3. Um, you know, are you chasing the points? I mean, he's not overly priced at $5,700 on FanDuel. Um, on DraftKings, Bridges is priced out. Um, to be at 6,100, it is against Washington. It's a pace-up spot for him. Yeah, I mean, he was at this price tag earlier in the year, and I played him a couple times. So uh, I'm not really scared to play Bridges at this price. I think there's a lot of defensive metric upside here. Like, I think uh, – I know he's only averaging 0. 0.6 steals, but I think this is like a – this could be one of those, like, two, three steal games because he's very good defensively. And, uh, yeah, obviously the shots were – we're falling the other night. Um, so I think he's fine at 6,100. You mentioned it's the most premier pace up spot where we have on the board. So I think all of Phoenix is honestly in play. Like we didn't mention Chris Paul, but I would play Chris Paul on this slate, uh, 7,200 on DraftKings. So, um, I think most of Phoenix is in play and that includes Mikel Bridges. All right. Let me run off and just to quickly go over the rest of the small 40. These are guys under 5k. Tell me who to you jumps out the most. Rui Achimura's at $4,900 at small forward. Danny Green's at 48. Denny's at 46. Justin Holiday's at 45. Cam Reddish coming off a big game at 45. Uh, and Cam Johnson's at 4,300. I mean, I kind of like every single one of those guys. Isn't that, isn't that, isn't that such a great <laughs> year? <laughs> like, like, actually, like, I was trying to be, I was like, okay, yeah, I like him. Oh, I like him. Like maybe uh, Cam Reddish is like the lowest of them, but he's yeah, coming yeah. off a huge game. And, and now there's no Bogdan. And there's no Bogdan. And like the, the I guess the one thing, but I was going to say the, the the Philly defense, but they don't have anyone to play. So like um, Hachimura, 0.92 fantasy points without Westbrook. That's really good. Um, Danny, 0.95 fantasy points without Westbrook. That's really good. So both of their they're obviously in play. I think Cam Reddish is in play. Cam Johnson seen the uptick in minutes because he's making every shot he takes right now. Um, maybe him on DraftKings stands out the most. He's forty two hundred compared to everyone else. Uh, you don't. I don't know if you like just glossed over Danny Green or, or did you say Danny Green? I did. He's forty eight. What did I say he was? Forty eight. Uh, forty eight hundred. Yep. I would definitely play Danny Green here. Um, Justin Holiday, we mentioned him now a couple podcasts in a yeah, row. Yeah, he was in the playbook the other day. I mean, he was good again. He yep. was really good again. Um, he and it was like the first game he hadn't given you a steal in a while too, like seventeen-five, yeah. and he didn't give you the steals that he, he had been giving you. So even a little bit down, but still really solid production over twenty fantasy points. Yeah, it's very it's it's a very good value tier. You you're probably going to be able to play like a Luca Beal or um, Embiid. 
Beal or spend up on two different players because this small forward position alone, especially on DraftKings, you could play three of these guys. You could play one at shooting guard, one at small forward, and one at power forward. Yeah, exactly. Um, power forward position where you talked about Giannis against Orlando. Uh, what, what's your feelings here on Milwaukee against Orlando? We, we thinking there's going to be a big point spread here. You know, Orlando's been able to play you know rather competitively uh, at times this season. Um, do you think Milwaukee is just too much for them now? I mean, we probably thought that about Utah, and then Utah won. Remember how much we speculated why that spread was close? And then, you know, Jordan Clarkson happened, and then we speculated Detroit would be a blowout, and they those games, like, this, I just, I don't know. Maybe this Milwaukee team's just taking longer to mesh. Um, I, I think Orlando could keep it close. In Orlando... I think we could get a full complement of minutes out of Giannis, and and obviously if that's the case, we're we're talking about seventy point upside. Right, that's that's obviously what we're looking for. Uh, Julius Randle in his forty eight minutes a game going up against uh, Charlotte, um, a kid. He played thirty eight minutes against Denver uh, today. Twenty nine points, ten rebounds, five assists, basically in the bag every single game. Double doubles with assists, uh, and we love attacking this front court here. $9,400, though, for Randall. The price is, is really getting up there on FanDuel. Uh, on DraftKings, he's 96 You know, If you hide the name and look at the numbers, $96 to $100 doesn't seem too bad. You know, are, are you able to play Randall here? Yeah, I mean, we like to attack Charlotte in the front court. So mm-hmm. um, I don't see why not. I, I don't have a problem with the price tag either because he's, a tri- he's, he's what we hoped Alfred Payton would be, a triple-double threat. And they're getting it from the power forward position. So, uh, yeah, give me Randall at what sub ten percent ownership per usual at ninety six hundred. So yeah, I'm, yeah, I I'm there. Could be off him, especially with Sabonis right there yeah, as well. Yeah, coming Against off Sacramento, did, coming off a twenty eight and twenty two game. Yeah, just casually, just you know, twenty eight and twenty two, but didn't get sixty Fanduel points. So only well, three, three, three turnovers. Yeah, three turnovers. turnovers. No, no blocks or steals. 61, 61 and a half officially on DK. So he did he did get there on, on DraftKings. Oh, okay. There you go. Uh, for what doesn't seem like makes much sense, uh, Chris Boucher got a massive price for him uh, after one game. Uh, he went from 5K to 6K over on DraftKings. He's up to 7,200 oh, on FanDuel. You know, didn't start tonight. We mentioned already Siakam. Siakam started. He, Siakam's 8,400 here. Uh, Boucher's 72. I don't – I don't. I mean, unless he goes out tonight, and again, we're, we're recording that game still in the first quarter. If he gives us another 50-point game, maybe then I'll bite. But, like, I mean, that's a big price jump for – they didn't move Hunter for three. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, my suspicion – would be they could do that tonight with Siakam because James Wiseman's like more of like an athletic big. So is but, Well, when you have Portland, you're going to go up against Nurkic. Right. So if Boucher, it would surprise me to see Siakam start at the five again. I think we see either Baines or Boucher start. And if we see Boucher start, then we're, it's a different ballgame. But... I'm not paying 7,200 for a guy coming off the bench playing 
minutes in the 20s sporadically. Like, right. it could be 21 or it could be 29. We just don't know. I'd mm-hmm. rather pay it 6K on DraftKings. What, what if he comes off the bench tonight but plays 32 minutes? Would, you, would that give more freedom? Yeah, that would, yeah, that would be different. That would probably be different. But 7,200 after one game is just... It's what I'm saying. It's incredible. It still feels too much. For what it's worth, though, he's going nutty. Um, he's at seven points, three blocks, and a rebound already. So, um, you know, again, we're not we're, we just started the second quarter. Um, so, I mean, we knew he was a real deal. We talked about it. We wrote about him. Um, they they talked about wanting to get him the uh, get him more minutes for whatever reason. They they had Baines and Len in front of him, and that failed miserably. Shocker. Alex Lund didn't pan out for somebody. Um, and now we're seeing Boucher really take over, fill up that uh, Abaka spot that was left out. So anyways, he's there. John Collins got off to a crazy hot start the other day and then did absolutely nothing after the fact. Um, you know, he's $7,200. Your boy, PJ Washington, mm-hmm. $6,300 on FanDuel. Mm-hmm. What's his DraftKings price? 64 64. You have been touting him all season long. Uh, he had a what was it, a six-block game <laughs> against Atlanta. Um, he gets the Knicks here. Uh, huge output, and the blocks and steals have been coming for him as well. Um, you know, I, I have a feeling you're going to be – well, what do you think about this matchup against the Knicks? Let me ask you that. I mean, it's definitely a slow-paced game, and the Knicks have been pretty good defensively outside of Sunday night where, you know, they just ran into a, a good Nuggets team. Um, but I think Washington's firmly in play in tournaments. I mean, he's 6,400, and we've gotten 40-point upside three different on three different occasions in the last, like, seven games. So because the blocks are there, I mean, Julius Randle and Mitchell Robinson are both kind of interior players, so there's going to be a more block potential i mean there, he's definitely in play i think i like him almost more in fandle where if he gets us four blocks again we're talking about just a free 12 points they're giving us so uh i like washington at 6300 quite a bit and i like him at 64 on on DraftKings as well um but um I mean, those blocks is, and steals on fandle are, are huge yeah the blocks that's and that's it's weird that he's only 63 because they're usually very quick to to raise someone's price when you do get the blocks and steals, kind of like Chris Boucher um, or right. Boucher, whatever you want to. However, you know. however we want to pronounce it. Uh, we'll um, have to get to give us the correct pronunciation. Yeah. Sure. Um, so I guess that is the the one I think caveat there. Like, there sh- he his price should be higher because he's been better on Fanduel. So I think take advantage of it while we can. Uh, officially out on the Bobby Portis uh, blow-up play because he's 6K now. So yeah. um, you can't can't really be going in there like that um, and and hoping for a blow-up when you have to spend $6,000 for it. Um, Bagley, 5,700, only played 24 minutes the other night. It was a blow-up, of course. Um, started at center. Holmes is questionable. They did give Whiteside run in this game. Um, thoughts on Bagley here at 57? I'm good with it. Um, he also started at center in this game. Yeah, so I said, started at center with no Holmes. So, like, if Holmes doesn't play again, I know Whiteside. Like, I get that he played, but does Bagley play 30 minutes? Because if that game in Portland's closer, does he play 30? 
does he play 30 now because it's not a back-to-back? Like, I think we can probably safely put Bagley at, like, 29 minutes when there's not a back-to-back. Or at least not on, like, the front end of a back-to-back, you know? Like, yep. uh, so I think I'm I'm in on Bagley. Um, yeah, I'm definitely in on Bagley. I'm definitely in. Is Brandon Clark a power forward? On I was going to say, Brandon Angle? Clark is a power forward. Valanciunas did get cleared for this game, though, if that matters to you. It does. Sad. You're right. I mean, he was having a good game before then, but obviously once Valanciunas got out, he, he torched it. But Demolished, I mean, only the previous, yeah. three of the previous four games, not counting the last one, he went for 28 FanDuel points. So like, well, he's 6,100 on DraftKings. So 56 like six on FanDuel. See, that that's more feasible. I'd feel more comfortable at that price than I would at 6,100. Okay. Um, Bertans is 46. Tony Bradley is 46. Uh, funny that we even have to talk about Tony Bradley. Uh, <laughs> James Johnson, $4,200. Would you have interest in James Johnson? Hell yeah. Yes. He's a that very guy, good player. That just yeah. doesn't really get, he's just like stuck, always stuck in a role play, uh, role playing position. But like whenever he's actually given, it seems like a good run. He gives you steals. He can block some shots and do a little bit of everything. Yeah, that's like the key. Like he's so good st- stealing the basketball. He supposedly is, he's a black belt. In, he uh, is a black belt. Brazilian huh? jiu-jitsu. Yeah, supposedly. Maybe he'll try out some uh, MMA when his basketball career is over. You never know. He apparently um, has some MMA fights under his belt already. Interesting. This is yeah. all very interesting stuff. I go with um, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, I, I guess, like, maybe the one contingency on is for the one contingency is Porzingis returning. Do we think Porzingis? I don't think he's back. I okay. Then if there's no Porzingis, then I'm totally in on James Johnson. Okay. Totally, totally in. They don't have anybody else, right? Like, who's their other power forward? They would they play Powell they, they at could the play power? I was just thinking they could. You could play Dwight Powell and then just play a lot of Cauley Stein and some Boban, or even just play Powell as your backup power forward. But it just it just feels pretty James. So Wessa Wundu played thirty two minutes in that in that uh, Orlando game, but that was a revenge situation. So like. Do you think that played a part in it? That's the one that was min price on FanDuel. Yeah, no. But we know what Wessel One is. It's never not... roster Wessel One. No, you don't. You I don't... wasn't saying it because I wanted to roster him. I'm just like thinking of how he Dallas played 32 is... minutes and didn't score. So like he took. T- <laughs> <laughs> um, I was just thinking more. Andre like... Robeson territory right there. Yeah, that was actually Andre Robeson territory. Um, yeah, I'm in on James Johnson. I think even if Porzingis plays, like it will be like 20 minutes, and James Johnson can probably still play 25 and get it done. Um. Drummond got a little bit of a price bump. He's $9,900 on FanDuel. Uh, DraftKings, he's $9,200. Obviously, the whole world pivoted to Drummond after the, you know, Giannis got ruled out, then Sexton got ruled out. Um, this is a game where I think Cleveland can keep it relatively competitive, even if Sexton doesn't play. Uh, would you be willing to spend up for Drummond here? Yes. If he's taking 20 shots a game, John, I'm in on Drummond. Like, if we're getting 20 shot a game, Andre Drummond, like we've gotten the last two, I'm in. Because 
We're not worried about the rebounds. We're not worried about the peripheral stats. He's good. We just need more points, and we're getting the points. 22 or 26 the last two games. So, uh, yeah, I'm in on Drummond, even in a matchup against Valanciunas, where he could be in foul trouble early. Uh, I'm in on Drummond. Tournaments because the potential he can get in foul trouble, but I'm in on Drummond for sure. Would you rather play Drummond or Embiid? I would rather play Embiid because I think that every single possession... I shouldn't say anything. Every single position is going to run through Joel Embiid. They would be literally foolish not to run every single possession through him. So I'd rather play Embiid. I actually can't believe he's under 10K. He's, not, um, he's actually cheaper than Drummond on FanDuel. Yeah, like I, I that is mind-boggling that he's um, the price that he is. To be honest, I, I don't, I don't get that. But uh, he's, he's honestly probably my favorite player that we've listed and and i think um it's going to be a good pace spot for philly um i think the total is going to be really good and and again they can just slow this game down and that doesn't affect Embiid at all because he's going to have all the all the touches and all the possessions come his way anyway so Mm -hmm. um i love Embiid here all formats tournaments cash whatever it's he's definitely my favorite spend at center and probably my favorite spend just sub the slate. Uh, DeAndre Ayton is sixty seven hundred dollars on Fanduel. <laughs> don't tell Sean. Don't tell. I know. Don't ever mention that. Right I know he swore him off the other day after his four for ten outing against the Pacers. Uh, Thirty fantasy points, eight points, fourteen rebounds in that game. Uh, you know, could have been better. And you know, the shot attempts for Ayton is certainly a little bit concerning. You know, definitely concerning. ten shot attempts, eight the game before that, eight the game before that. He's had a couple, you know, he's had a, more than a handful of games of less than 10 shot attempts. Um, $7,300 in DraftKings, I'm, I'm probably not interested in that. But 67 on FanDuel against, you know, against the, the Wizards in a pace-up spot here. I mean, I guess Robin Lopez could give him some trouble for the 20 minutes he's on the floor. But, like, I don't know. Like, 8 and 67 feels like a really, like a really good play. Uh, yeah, it does. I'm going to look up what his usage rate is, and I know I'm going to be disgusted. Yeah. Uh, like, why is he, uh, like, why does he only have an 18% usage rate? That is one, two, three, four, five, the sixth highest set of guys that have played over 100 minutes. What's like, Paul's usage rate? Chris Paul's usage rate is 20.8. Okay. Higher than DeAndre. So it's Booker, then who? Booker, then Sarich. Um, this is just um, who anyone that's played over 100 minutes. Booker, Saric, Chris do Paul. With, do it with him on the floor. Put him on the floor and see who is who has the highest usage rate. Obviously, it's Booker, but like after that. Um, DeAndre Ayton on the floor. The highest usage rate is Cameron Payne, then Cam Johnson, then Chris Paul, then DeAndre Ayton. After Booker. After Booker, yes. So... Eight, even with eight on the floor, he is fifth highest usage rate, which is like that's horrible. Like, yeah. why? But as you said, all roads lead back to attacking Washington, right? In the best pace spot, they're where are they ranked in rebounding? They're uh, Washington is 25th in rebounding, 
So, if there was ever a spot, John, if there was ever a spot for DeAndre Ayton, it's this one. It should be. I agree with you. Again, probably not going to pay it on FanDuel. I mean, DraftKings at over 7K, but 67 on DraftKings to me makes a lot of sense there. Um, what other centers, I guess, stick out to you um, on this slate that maybe you're looking at? Any value, guys? Um, well, if Steven Adams doesn't play, play Jackson Hayes, would be interesting. Uh, we've seen Jackson Hayes be a very high energy guy. Mm-hmm. We'll get multiple blocks and a lot of rebounds out of him. Um, I would you, would you play Whiteside at all if Holmes is out? Maybe, maybe. Like I think Dwight could be an option. I know like Embiid could be back, but like could we see two? We saw like the Lakers play Davis and Dwight a lot last year. They they were comfortable playing two seven footers. Um, Mo Wagner is a center on DraftKings. He played 20 minutes. You mentioned Robin Lopez. He's 4,100. He played 20 minutes. Robin Lopez is min price. Now, you know, he had 13 points. He just didn't do anything else. Who would you, I guess, who would you be more open to playing? Like, I think Mo Wagner is definitely more appealing. I think he does more. Like, he had 13 and 7 in 20 minutes. He fouled out, though, in, in 20 minutes. <laughs> So, like, will Aiton just put him in a blender and just right. – I like, they're interesting, but Wagner feels like a tournament play. Whiteside is definitely a tournament play. I guess, right? This is kind of like Cousins the other day. Doesn't it kind of feel like the DeMarcus Cousins thing where it's like, all right, Christian Wood's out. Even if we get twenty something minutes out of Whiteside, yeah, I mean we got twenty three minutes, eleven, eight, <laughs> two, one, and one. Right, I mean, and and there's obviously more block upside than we saw. Like right. we know that he can get us five or six blocks in mm-hmm. a short period of time. So, um, yeah, I guess I guess I'm I'm coming around to Whiteside as we, but there's just this is, I think this is the clear cut number one slate in terms of value that we've had this year. Like, there is a lot of really good value. I'll, I'll say that there's a lot of, like, good players priced uh, priced well. You know, like, we've had slates where we've had 3K guys that were automatic plays that went for 10X. Like, those were better value plays because they were, they were mid-priced. But, like, you know, that small forward tier that we listed off for FanDuel at the very least. You know, all under 5K, you could literally play all of them, expect, you know, 25 fantasy points out of them. Like, that's – and build around them as, like, a core and be comfortable with it. You know, like, we'll have to wait and see if there's – a someone gets ruled out, it opens up, like, a 3K value again. But uh, largely, I, I, I agree with you. There's, there's a lot of good plays here. Yeah, man. I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited. I'm I'm excited for this. Like this is this is a good one. This is this is a good one after a pretty good Sunday so far. Um I'm excited to get right back into the saddle and uh win some some big money. Yeah, it'll be good. It'll be good. You'll get James Ronde, uh and Justin Fenstermann on the live stream to break down any last news uh that happens, and that's gonna be tomorrow. Um or you're listening to it, it'll be today because you're listening to this podcast. Uh Sean's on the playbook. Uh, Fancy's on the starting five. I have the value vault for you. So a lot of the guys we mentioned will certainly be in there. Uh, For James, John, we'll talk to you guys later.